All right, we now welcome on Jack Byers of BulldogBlitz.com. He's covering Mississippi State for them. That's the Rivals website. He's at Jack Byers Rivals on Twitter. Jack, thank you for joining us. And let's let's start with this. And this is this has nothing to do with the the product on the field. Is Mississippi State uh, is Starkville a, a good college town? Uh, I think it's good for what it is. You know, it's it's pretty small, but I think I think it's different than you know some of your other SEC college towns. It's a little smaller, but I think if you do like that smaller town kind of feel, I think it is pretty good. Sometimes, you know, when I drive over to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa can get a little too hectic for me. So I, I enjoy Starkville. Well, that's good. That's good. Fayetteville, I think Fayetteville's a little overpopulated, especially during the school year. So uh, I'm excited to check out Starkville this weekend. So that's where Arkansas and Mississippi State are going to be playing. The Bulldogs are 4-1. and one. Talk about that and maybe kind of hit on the loss to LSU. I know we did a behind enemy line story. You can check that out on hogbeat.com. Uh, it seems like that loss to LSU is a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, they went into that game and and they were favored, you know, on, on the point spread in that game. And I thought it was a little surprising to me going on the road. And LSU gave them a lot of different looks defensively than what some of the other teams have. You know, Texas A&M last week, they, they rushed three and dropped eight pretty much the whole game. And LSU gave Mississippi State a lot of different looks, uh, you know, disguised a bunch of different coverages, brought up a lot of pressure. And uh, something that Mississippi State struggled with, Mississippi State's offensive line, you know, they have a lot of different pieces than they had last year. They're moving guys who played guard last year to tackle, and they're still trying to figure a lot of things out there. So I think the mixes of, you know, what LSU did on their defensive front kind of gave Mississippi State some problems. Defensively, Mississippi State played really well in that game, and they just kind of let the game get away from them in the fourth quarter. Their offense couldn't stay on the field, and the defense just got kind of gassed at the end. So do you think – so as far as Arkansas's defense goes, the, the secondary is atrocious, and that's that's not good, especially when you're going up against an air raid offense. But the pass rush has been very successful. Um, do you think that Arkansas maybe in this it, – it hasn't worked for them this season where the, the pass rush can cancel out the, the secondary, but do you think that maybe that could help a little bit against Mississippi State? I think it definitely can. I mean, just – you know, going back to what we saw against LSU, I don't think, I mean, LSU secondary is not bad, but I don't think it's great either. And Will Rogers had, you know, I would say a career worst day aside from the games against Alabama. So if Arkansas is able to bring pressure, they will be able to give problems just based on the, off of the experience that he has on the offensive line. So Arkansas, everybody knows about the situation with K.J. Jefferson. Um, it's still wait and see. We don't know if he's going to play on Saturday. But what we do know is that Arkansas is a good running team. They've got a good running back in Rocket Sanders. And then behind him, you got three other guys who are very serviceable. Talk about Mississippi State's run defense and if they'll, they'll be able to, you know, slow down the Arkansas rushing offense. Mississippi State's run defense has been pretty good. I mean, Devon A-Chain last week did break off some decent plays, but for the most part, they were able to meet him in the backfield a good amount of time. The interesting thing is that uh, Mississippi State's Mike linebacker, Nathaniel Watson, was ejected for targeting in the second half of that game. So he's going to be missing the first half uh, this week, and he's been a guy who's been getting in the backfield a lot. So 
you know, Mississippi State last few years, the run defense has been really good. But, you know, if you're missing one of your stud linebackers, that can maybe create some problems that maybe Arkansas can take advantage of. It seems like Mississippi State brought in a couple good transfers in, in the offseason, especially defensively. That um, Talk about that and how that's helped them, because it's, it's definitely helped Arkansas defensive transfers. Uh, you know, the biggest transfer they brought in, uh, Jackie Matthews, he's the safety over from West Virginia. And, you know, he's playing more of like a nickel cornerback kind of role. And he's been pretty solid. He's a really strong tackler. Coverage, he's pretty solid, but where he's best at is, is the run game. And the most important transfer they probably bought in is, is the kicker. Um, you know, the kicking's been a little inconsistent this year, but it's still been pretty good. You know, Ben Raybon comes over from northern Colorado, and a couple weeks ago, he drains, drains a 53-yard field goal. They didn't have anybody that could do that last season, so that's been really big for them. Yeah, so the, the it was funny last year with the kicker situation. Of course, after the Arkansas game, Leach opened it up for uh, open tryouts. But the, it seems like special teams has been uh, something of note this week, especially in press conferences. Is Mississippi State, do they have a pretty successful special teams? It seems like they might have a good returner. They have some pretty dynamic returners. You know, kick return, uh, Tulu Griffin, he's somebody who's, you know, ran back a couple of kicks during his career. He's someone who usually once a game is getting to the 40-yard line on a return. And your punt returner, Xavier Thomas, he's a true freshman. He's someone that's, you know, busted off some 20-plus yard returns this season. So they've been pretty good in the return game. They did muffle punt against LSU, but that was not Xavier Thomas. That was Austin Williams. And ever since that happened, they've, they've mostly had Xavier Thomas back there. So, I think so far their special teams has been pretty solid this year. And they did last week, they did block uh, a kick on Texas A&M and, and then return it back for a touchdown. All right. Um, so let's, let's switch gears to the Mississippi State offense. Uh, you know, everybody knows the air raid, but talk about the guys that, you know, make that successful. We know that Will Rogers, he's in year three with Mike Leach there, but the some of the receivers, the guys who have made big plays, I think Rara Thomas is supposed to be a big playmaker. Kind of talk about those pass catchers. Yeah, Rara Thomas has had a really big year. He kind of came on at the end of last season as a true freshman. He's just kind of carrying that into this season. You know, he's got a good mix of size. He's around six two. He's got some good speed as well. He he can go deep. He he's really good at high pointing the football. He's you know had some pretty good jump catches this year. And, you know, he's always good at finding some open space. And then on the opposite side of him, you have Caleb Ducking, who, who's kind of a, just a breakout player. He only had eight receptions last year, you know, when he was behind Makai Polk. But this year, he, he's second in the SEC and receiving touchdowns. He's another guy, big frame, six foot five, just uses that size to his advantage on the outside. And, and he's been really good. And then the, the Mississippi State offensive line, it looks like it's a very veteran offensive line, but has that been a strong a strong group for the Bulldogs, or is that somewhere where they've kind of struggled? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell just because of what the different looks teams have given. You know, when teams are usually rushing three against them, it's hard to get a good glimpse of what they're doing um, and how they're doing. The offensive line is interesting because, you know, you're right. You're, both of your tackles are guys who – have mostly been guards during their career. And and last week against Texas A&M, uh, their starting left tackle, Dalla Bill Johnson, he did not play after getting hurt against Bowling Green. 
and they moved a guy who was the starting left guard over to left tackle, and he did pretty well. That was Nick Jones. So the offensive line's been solid. I think it's been really good uh, in the run game. They've got two running backs averaging over five yards of carry, which is you know not something you would expect from a Mike Leach offense, but they've been really good in the run game too. So something that you may see because they ran for 144 yards against Texas A&M last week. I'm not sure if that's the highest during the Leach tenure, but it's something this year that we've really seen more of compared to the last two seasons. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that A&M game. A&M got, got the best of Arkansas there in uh, Arlington at AT&T Stadium. There's a lot of factors in that game. Arkansas probably should have won it, but they didn't. Um, what did Mississippi State do so successfully to just kind of dominate the Aggies? Uh, they brought a lot of pressure on Max Johnson. And, and the A&M was really able to move the football. They, they got into the red zone a few times, and then – when that happened, Mississippi State just started bringing a lot of pressure. They got some sacks. They forced some turnovers. You know, um, Colin Duncan, one of their Mississippi State safeties, punched a fumble out of Devon Aitchin's hands. And um, Nathaniel Watson gets a strip sack on Max Johnson, a couple more sacks to kind of push him out of that red zone territory. So it was really just being really aggressive defensively when A&M kind of got into Mississippi State territory. So when you look at this game, I'm sure you've done your your you're looking into Arkansas. I've done my looking into Mississippi State. Who do you think has the upper hand? I would say Mississippi State right now, just based on what Arkansas has done defensively this season. Obviously, I mean Arkansas's past defense has ranked pretty low. We can talk about the pressure that Arkansas is able to bring, but it's kind of you know you need to see it to believe it. So. I think Mississippi State's offense, they're going to be able to pass the ball. They're going to be able to move the ball up the field, and they should be able to score some points. And defensively, Mississippi State, you know, maybe Arkansas can put up some points. Maybe they don't. You know, it kind of depends on on ultimately what K.J. Jefferson's status is. But I think Mississippi State's defense should, you know, be able to hold Arkansas to, you know, enough points where Mississippi State should have a decent advantage. And then talk about the home field advantage there at Davis Wade Stadium. Because going into last week against Alabama, I felt like the atmosphere at Brazenback Stadium was going to give the Hawks anywhere from seven to ten points. I don't really know if it did. Maybe in the third quarter it did. But, you know, everybody knows about the cowbells. It, it, but has the, has the home field advantage really been there this year? I think it definitely showed up against Texas a It was getting really loud there last week, you know, especially on some of those big plays, and that really gives them a big advantage. I'm sure the Arkansas fans don't want to hear this, but those cowbells, they can really get into the other team's head, and if you're an Arkansas fan traveling to Starkville, I'll probably bring an ibuprofen with you, because <laughs> I even get headaches, you know, just enough in the press box, too, after the game, so it's definitely something, it's definitely unique. I think it does present them an advantage, and, you know, we can see how it plays out in the field. So some some people in the Arkansas media have talked about how the Mississippi State fans don't really follow the rules with ringing the cowbells. Is that is that kind of true? Um, I I think that's true when they play Ole Miss. I don't know if that's true in all the games. I'll, I'll have to take a closer look at it, but I definitely noticed it against Ole Miss last year. So is the rule that they have to stop as they line up on the ball? Is that what it uh, is? So, yeah, while the center has his hand on the ball, they're not allowed to ring. Interesting. Okay. 
Um, well, Jack, I'm excited to uh, to make it over there to Starkville. Uh, we'll have to meet up, and I appreciate your time. Before we go, though, you put your score prediction in the behind the enemy line story, which is over on hogbeat.com. I'm curious, has that changed at all? Or are you still stuck on KJ Jefferson or not KJ Jefferson? Mississippi State wins. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident Mississippi State's gonna win this week. Okay. All right, Jack. Thank you. He's at Jack Byers Rivals on Twitter, and you can visit bulldogbliss.com to see his work. Appreciate your time, man. All right. Thank you. You have a good one.